Chapter 2. A Strange Kind of Shopping Would you like a double-depth grave? It's not a question you expect to hear. Not now. Not while you're in your early forties with a six-year-old child. The words echo around the room, elusive and far away, as if they're meant for someone else. Mr Gorham. The funeral director looks at me. She's wearing a black business suit that seems a bit too tight for her. It strains under the armpits and is creased at the front where a single button holds the jacket shut. Whenever she speaks, she leans forward and does a comforting little smile at the end of each sentence. But the smiles are so frequent that, after a while, they rather lose their impact. She is seated at a large table opposite Vicky's father, mother, sister and me, and has various brochures in front of her containing pictures of coffins, bunches of flowers and funeral cars. The office that surrounds her is light and airy. The wallpaper is gentle, nondescript, and there are few signs that this is an undertaker's, save for a small bunch of flowers in a vase. With her brochures and her professionally friendly manner, she could be selling me a bathroom. Would you like a double-depth grave, Mr Gorham? She smiles patiently at me. My whole body aches. I'm exhausted by the effort of keeping up with things. It's as though I've been running a race in which I've been lapped over and over again. My limbs are heavy, my mouth is dry, I'm reeling from it all, my head spinning, my thoughts hanging. My wife is dead. She has actually died. And this is yet another reminder. I can't believe it. Can't process it. I can't actually work with the information. Wait. Stop everything. A minute, please. She is dead. She is dead. And I am still with those words. That moment. Everything else is just rushing past. She is dead. She was here just now, and she was alive. How can she suddenly be dead? People in history are dead. Old people are dead. Grandparents are dead. Other people are dead. Not people like me. Not this person. The person I was married to, had a child with. Not the person who was standing next to me. Chatting, laughing, being. Um, double, um... Depth for both of you, she says. But it's my wife who's, of course, but we have to look ahead. It's difficult to change it once it's dug. She does that professional smile again. I stumble on. In that case, we'd better, um, double. Um. But she is already looking down at her notepad and writing the answer. Depth. She mouths as she writes the word. She looks up again. Now, obviously, we'll have to wait till the coffin comes back from Hong Kong to check it. It might well be that it's been damaged in transit. That often happens. It might be absolutely fine, of course, in which case we won't need to have a replacement. But in the meantime, I don't know if you want to have a look, consider other options just in case... 
she turns one of the brochures on the pile towards us and flips through the pages with practised fingers. Inside are pictures of coffins, some made of oak, others made of elm, several that are mixes of various woods. They're in a bizarre variety of styles too, called things like classic and Victorian and Gothic. This might give you some ideas, she says. She flips the page again. This time it is coffin handles. Twirly ones, swirly ones, others with little knots in. Some that look like they belong in Middle Earth. A few that are straight and military. The odd minimalist one. Several that dip in the middle and curve out at the ends. Brass ones, silver ones, iron ones, steel ones. It would probably be something plain, I say, bewildered. The other family members nod their assent. She writes something else on her notepad, then looks up again.